Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family cannolis and spins mean everything now you want to get mixed up in the family business introducing the godfather at chumpacasino.com test your luck in the shadowy world of the godfather slot someday i will call upon you to do a service for me play the godfather now at chumpacasino.com welcome to the family no purchase necessary vgw group void where prohibited by law 18 plus terms and conditions apply at Lowe's, we know you can get the job done faster if you don't have to stop and come into the store all the time. That's why we've updated our app with your business in mind. With the app, you can build quotes, easily reorder your supplies, track orders, and much more. So you can get everything you need right away, stay on the job, finish it, and get started on the next one. Download the app today. Because Lowe's knows time is money. Lowe's knows pros. Hello listeners, we'll get into the content pod in just a moment, but some exciting news. As you'll know, the patron and the support there is really important to keeping the podcast going. And I'm excited to say we have reached the 500 supporter goal. And so there's yet another 12,000 people point giveaway over there. And as patron often tell me, apparently the main reason people don't end up becoming supporters or joining up to a patron is just because they don't get round to it. So I guess as the giveaway is there, as it's the start of the month, and as it's just three pounds a month for double the amount of Foot Weekly podcast content, including this week's gameplay pod with plenty of great tips, then there's no better time to sign up, surely. You can do that and enter the giveaway over at bit.ly slash more pod. That's bit.ly slash more pod. I'm your host, Ben, and you're listening to the Foot Weekly podcast brought to you by our supporters. Hello and welcome to week five of the Foot Weekly podcast. We are going to get straight into our content podcast right now. And with me, we have two very familiar voices. First up, we have uh, Japes. Japes, welcome back. Second week in a row. Yes, second week in a row. Happy to be back. Uh, Plenty of fun things to talk about in the foot world. Mm -hmm. I think, you know, I don't want to speak for everybody here, but I'm very (laughs) much enjoying Foot 21 as it stands and Mm. just more and more content seemingly pouring in. So excited to see what is in store next and maybe talk about a few uh, players that have already been released. Yeah, yeah. And we've got in the gameplay section plenty to discuss as well and i know you've had success yet again with what you're talking about last week that 433 brackets too so that's uh, pretty exciting and we'll we'll dig more into that in the gameplay section uh, for now i'll introduce our other regular guest it is steve stokes the foot coach welcome to the pod again 
Yeah, hi Ben. Great to be here. Nice to have a break from the league on league player objectives. Yeah. Anything's a welcome change from spamming finesse shots with Wissam Ben Yedder at the moment. <laughs> yeah, I went for a bit of a budget team on the weekend uh, and actually used Ben Yedder for the first time this year. And yeah, he was a lot better than I remembered him being last year. But I guess that's the nature of, uh, you know, early in the game cycle, these kind of players tend to be more effective. But let's introduce our very patient guest here, who's waited for his turn to come in. Uh, our special guest, who's making, I think, his debut on the pod, at least first full debut, because I remember interviewing you after you won the EA commentary competition many, many years back. So yeah, welcome to the podcast, Richard Buckley. Thank you very much for having me. It's a pleasure to be on it. I do remember that, actually. Yeah. Um, what, three and a half years ago now? It was... Yeah. Uh, sort of May 2017 but no, great to be back I can echo what Japes was saying I think FIFA 21, I'm personally really enjoying it, not only am I enjoying how the game's feeling, and but also my performance and themselves backing <laughs> up my enjoyment for the game as well and I'm that looking helps. forward to, to chatting about that later on Yeah, yeah uh, well let's get straight into the content that's come out more recently then, Rule Breakers 2 came out last Friday, so we'll talk about that first because you know there's plenty of interesting players in there for sure. People seem to like it a bit more than uh, last week's Rule Breaker squad for whatever reason. I think one of the things that makes this quite interesting is that Pogba card, which although I think few people will have the coins or really want to get that Pogba card if they're looking at his stats in any depth. Uh, quite interesting to see though, Japes. I mean, he's obviously high rated card and he's got some good looking stats but because they swapped his passing for defending didn't give him a pace boost it's it seems an expensive card for what you get there yeah i think he's a really really expensive card for what you're getting and i think you're you're likely to well i i look there's there's a couple ways of looking at this right and the question you're going to ask yourself is is it going to be more noticeable to have bad passing stats or bad defending stats and i think either of those are up for debate fortunately for paul pogba fans there are a cornucopia of chemistry styles that can seemingly fix any issues that might exist with that card so that's why you know you're still seeing the card up towards like 900k because chemistry styles can fix those things i think the the story of rule breaker so far for me has been shining a light on chemistry styles as a whole mm. and i think the spc bellarabi card is a perfect example along with the inaki williams because everybody the the advice that you got from the community was take the dribbling boost because that is harder to fix with chemistry styles than the shooting yep. boost. There's plenty of chemistry styles that can fix shooting. There are not that many that can fix dribbling. And so it's really kind of put a magnifying glass on what chemistry styles exist. And maybe for a future pod, we'll talk about what chemistry styles maybe should exist. Yeah, Steve, you went on last week and I know you said on Twitter, you weren't a huge fan of uh, rule breakers. What are your thoughts having, you know, gone through almost the full promo now? I think that actually the Pogba card summarises most of the reasons that I'm not a particularly big fan of the Rule Breakers promo because it's a great example of a card that's just really unbalanced. When you look at his stats, he's he's ostensibly a CDM, but he's also got great shooting stats, and that's that's where a lot of his, his weight goes stats-wise. And if you've got a CDM that's getting into shooting positions then frankly, you're playing the game wrong. So I don't really see how that card could be 
terribly useful to people and i think that's kind of thematic of the whole promotion really yeah i'd argue there were maybe certain cards here which the boost did make a lot of sense and genuinely made that card usable uh, richard i don't know whether he's someone that you've looked at but that jimenez you know the the center back uruguayan for atletico i mean he looks pretty good for example um, massive pace boost there yeah I, I think just just quickly on the pogba um I think it was sort of a fan pleaser giving us Pogba mm. and it was easy on the eye but then when you actually look at him like the the big thing for me of the agility and balance being quite low was the ultimate sort of turn off like I feel like in that midfield area this year you have to have somebody who can turn I know Japes absolutely loving it plays him out wide but Bernardo Silva great agility and balance he can turn quickly I've been playing uh, Bruno Fernandes Renato Sanchez players who can it feels like turn a little bit quicker in that sort of central area I think Jimenez, great player. I think pace-wise, fantastic. Again, a little low in the uh, dribbling category. But the the one for me that was giving me nightmares on Weekend League was the Alex Teixeira. I think that's one hmm. that they hit home. The the shooting boost really helped him. You then get the links with the Infant Paulinho that came out this week, the Anderson Talisca SBC that people completed, and you've, you've got a real nice sort of Brazilian trio there you can link that off if you want to go left onto Neymar and that Alex Teixeira was was a player that did frighten me a little bit because he, as you said with the chemistry styles you can then get that pace back up with the added shooting but he's he's pretty hefty I think he was about 400k on the PS market mm-hmm. when I was when I was looking at him um but I think the the one redeeming sort of thing to take out the promo that I am looking at is this is something so early on where they're adjusting stats already. It's not the typical Halloween, these are some screen players, etc. Is it going to give us slightly more diversity in promos this year where we looked at the the Inaki Williams and the Bellarabi? Is that something they're going to look down the line where just, for example, somebody like Sergio Aguero, you could bring out an SBC where you can get a five-star weak foot Sergio Aguero or a five-star skill move Sergio Aguero. These sort of things, I think... Mm it'll be very interesting to see where EA go because this is sort of the real first teaser of promos and what we can expect this year. And I hope it continues with the, the SBCs and the usable SBCs that we're getting. Totally agree. Yeah, I think I think that's a great point. And one to take away, I think the, you know, I've said it a couple of times on the podcast where like to me, the success or failure of the promo is does it add more like, quote-unquote usable or quote-unquote meta cards to the entire player pool of foot and I think as a whole this promo has done that and so to Richard's point you know you're it's it's setting a good precedence for EA to follow for the remainder of the year and I just want to like call it you know we had Harry Kane with pace in the first promo, which means that for your Spurs fans, your Harry Kane fans, your England fans, you finally have a version of Harry Kane that you can actually use in ultimate team and feel competitive. The same thing for your Belgian fans or your Inter fans with Lukaku actually having solid dribbling now. That card looks pretty solid as a whole. And likely Lukaku is never, ever, ever going to see dribbling like that again. And Ben, it's the point you're making with Jimenez as a CB, with Laporta as a CB. And there are now a handful of super, super usable cards in the overarching player pool that wouldn't have been in there without this type of rule breakers promo. Yeah, yeah. I think you're bang on with that. It's really true. And I, I think one of the things that I guess Richard was saying, which I totally agree with, is I think it is a good sign of 
things to come because this promo, whether you like it or not, whether you think that all of the players are necessarily boosted in the way you wanted to see, it, it does give a good indication that we're going to see some innovation on the, the promo front and they're going to try to make players, you know, like Lukaku, as we are saying, like Jimenez, players that are then, you know, usable. Uh, and I think some of these players they've picked out quite nicely. And I was mentioning Jimenez earlier because obviously you've got the Atletico links, which is great. You know, you've got all black, but you've also got Valverde, who's Uruguayan. And that's a really good inform uh, that's come out in this past week, who I think I was looking at the stats and he looks way better than, say, Kante, for example, but his price is not there. You know, he's cheaper. And okay, fine. That's going to be because he's La Liga, not Premier League, and he's not French, obviously. But at the same time, he's got great links to uh, this Jimenez, but also Varane as well. He's obviously a Real Madrid player. And and someone like that, I think we've chastised the team of the week in the past for being a bit pointless. But at this stage, cards like that, Valverde, you know, if, if I didn't get him as a red, but anyone who did, I'm sure would be very happy with that. So I think the combination of a decent promo over the last sort of two weeks or so and team of the week being fairly decent in terms of having some usable players, it's been quite a nice sort of window of different players coming out that people can actually use. And I think they've built on this quite nicely with some other stuff around the game at the moment, um, including the silver action going on. <laughs> we had a silver Akin Fenwa come out. Uh, I wanted to talk about another player, though, that's come out through Rule Breakers 2, which is uh, an SBC, which wasn't actually too expensive and is another pace-boosted centre-back. The Jason Denier card actually looks very good for, uh, I was it's like 60k or something, and mainly because League 1 just have a real lack of fast centre-backs. I think there's... Koscielny is about it. Yeah, apart from Koscielny. And the, all the others have below 75, 76 pace, I think. So for that reason, I think he's good. But the one thing, which is what you're maybe about to say, Japes, is his reactions are, are pretty low. Yeah. So I think he's not going to feel like you know a, a Varane, even though he might have the pace in defending. Yeah, I've I've been using his gold card to complete the uh, League One objectives so far, and he's actually been surprisingly good. So I you know I have no doubt that this card is probably all right. But for 60k, unless you are like building a belgian squad and that's the way to go or it's league one or bust i don't know man the the lack of reactions the lack of agility well i guess his agility is all right in the grand scheme but low balance really low composure his passing stats are surprisingly okay which i'm into and he's got good strength stats he's got good defending stats good pace with shadow and, but like as a whole, in the grand scheme of things, uh, you it's it's a really hard SBC to talk me into, even though it is just 60k. Yeah, I think my thought with him was also he's got a strong link to Depay, which is quite nice. And Depay actually has a real lack of strong links at the moment. And, you know, I have his red pick. So if you had him untradeable, that might be quite a nice option. Also, he does have a link to Courtois, which could be nice for linking in Varane. Um, so there are a few reasons why he might be good and Ligue 1 seems to be getting better and better but does lack a good centre-back so if we see first owner objectives we don't know whether we will then it might be a nice player to have picked up if you've got some untradeable fodder you want to use but he might be one to sort of wait until the final few days to actually pick him up any strong feelings on uh, any players at the moment Steve that have come out whether it's Denier or anyone else I think I'll actually be doing the the Denier SBC 
I do have a prejudice against him as well, actually. As with my Sunderland colours on, we had him on loan from Manchester City for a while, and he was absolutely yeah. abysmal. He was, he was terrible. <laughs> Looking at the ratings on this card makes me realise that he must have had a hell of an improvement when he uh, when he went out to France. But uh, that aside, the main motivation is the first owner objective. I, I did the Koscielny SBC, and I will be taking Wan Bernat in the storyline rewards. So... That coupled with the fact that I packed Mbappe, I'm sort of looking at. Uh, <laughs> no need to mention that again. But, yeah, you know, got to get that in what again. Is, what is the first owner? What's the first owner objective you're referring I, to? We're anticipating that uh, there'll be first owner objectives for the for the icon swaps. I think Jape's pretty much the same as last year. Got it. So I also feel like that there likely is to be some first owner stuff eventually. But with this, is it Molet or Molay? The French attacking mid from uh, League uh, from Montpellier. I I think it's interesting that the requirements for the friendly to get this card were seventy seven rated, no bronze players, no first owner required. Set up in a friendly, and I think it's been a really really fun card to kind of grind towards and play. It's, play towards and is like a, a pleasant experience. So I like for me the indications. I'm starting to believe and suspect that the vast majority of objective cards are going to be focused on friendlies and not rivals. So I'm curious to see, you know, I think we can all speculate about icon swaps based on how it was last year, but we need to take into consideration that the, the objective cards that have come out and the SBCs that have come out, the first owner has not been a priority. Now, this is early on in the cycle where maybe people haven't filled out their untradables with first owner cards yet but i'm starting to be of the mind where it's like i don't like i'm not doing sbcs for the sake of having a first owner card for objectives when we haven't seen too many signs pointing towards first owner cards yet i would say that's a fair point and we should probably warn against people necessarily locking away a significant amount of their value into things just for first owner purposes especially as there are all these objective players about they've, they've been adding in, which would be a good way of gathering cards for, for those anyway, if they do come. Um, I, I was actually wanting to go to that league and milestone. That is how they're doing milestones this year. It, James, it's quite different than to last year. Are you a fan of the, the change? I love it. It's amazing. It, it's so, and it's yeah, so and fun. It's not the whole score a goal with a player from each team, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, with like two goals with each team and it's in rivals and it's horrible and like, you're just hoping that you're coming up against somebody that's doing the same thing. It's now it's like, Hey, you have some, you know, you got to score from outside the box. Or you got to score the finesse shot. Both of those not hard this year, by the way, to like accomplish those specifically. But otherwise you're just scoring with league uh, players. You're assisting with league on players and you're winning games in this one game mode where, you know, you're coming up against other players that have a league a team to do this it's great it's fun it feels super super balanced and you're rewarded with a super usable and versatile card i'm excited to get was it florent mollet I, I think it's mollet mollet into my squad because for me when i look at his stats i i get like a little bit of a bernardo silva type feeling out of him and i'm eager 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 to get him into my squad to link to a Neymar or that Kamara rule breaker left back or a Florenzi right back I think there's just a lot of cards that are are pretty linkable obviously there are a zillion French connections as well but this is great and this is the type of content 
where you can go out and buy a league on a team to go out and do this, or you can, you know, use the cards that are in your club, but because it's a 77 rated squad, every squad is going to have some type of weakness. Even if you're like, I've got Mbappe in my team, but I'm also having to use two silver players because of that and some low rated golds, right? So my squad has weaknesses. And I think that's what has made these friendly game modes so much fun because you're just not coming up against super squads all the time. You're using a variety of different players and you're actually grinding towards something that feels super, super achievable. So like for me, more objectives like this, like absolutely hats off EA it is the right way to go. <laughs> yeah, and, uh I think you're totally right. It made me think of this question we had in actually, which was on a scale of one to 10, how annoyed with EA has been for nicking the podcast Euros tournament concept for the new league objective players. Yeah, there's actually, the requirements are really, really similar to the requirements that I'd set for this Euros tournament we did over the summer. And for Economist is still in the Discord of the podcast. So, you know, maybe it was nabbed from there. Mm. <laughs> it was quite funny. But, you know, I love to see it. That's exactly the kind of thing I like. Uh, you know, varied requirements, uh, using lots of players that you wouldn't normally use. And actually, a lot of those players obviously can just come from your club. If you've got a decently filled out club, you probably have quite a few players you can use in there. Um, and I, I do think it's always fun to, to try different players and, uh, and, and make certain players that you'd never use in previous couple of years actually usable so that's that's really good Richard what are your thoughts on these kind of things I know you come sort of from the competitive scene in a way now are these things of interest to you or I think the uh the, the life up friendlies objectives are fantastic not only can you do it without any ramifications like last year when you would have to play with a, a league and team in rivals and not only are you trying to grind out your rivals and get wins on rivals but also when you lose you're losing rating and all these things with the, the live foot friendlies objectives, it's sort of the best of both worlds. You can play, and if you don't win the game and you don't score a finesse shot or an outside-the-box the shot or whatever it is to complete said objective, you just go into the next game. There's really... Mm. You, you can sort of do it at your own pace and you can really have fun while you're doing it, which is something that a lot of people forget why they're playing FIFA, and it is for fun. Last year especially, we got very caught up in rewards and having to to play the game not for enjoyment but play the game for rewards and to win and i think these objectives and the way that ea have sort of turned the 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 page a little bit and we're getting silver objectives pretty much every single week we're getting akin fenra as a rule breaker we're getting a different way to complete objectives i really tip my hat and and think it's fantastic just quickly on denier as well backing up what i said earlier Denier is a player that we would never even thought about. He would have got an SBC, obviously, for me. And I'm, I'm in Jake's camp on this one. I, I don't think he's, he's not coming anywhere near my team. Sorry, Steve. But I just, I wouldn't, personally, I wouldn't go near him. Um, but he's an SBC player that has got a big upgrade. He's part of an SBC promo. He's part of the Rule Breakers promo. And it's, it gives me a lot of confidence that we're going to see different players involved in SBCs and involved in promos this year because mm-hmm. that was arguably the biggest criticism from a lot of people from promos last year. We get the same 20, 30, 40 players rinsed and repeated every single promo. These players go round and round and round. And for the most part, yes, we've seen Dries Mertens and we've seen Pogba usually gets a couple of promos items here or there, but we've seen a lot of variety and that's something... As, as Jake was saying earlier, you're making more players in the game usable 
to play not only at a competitive level but also in weekend league that you can have fun with mm. and, and win games with yeah yeah totally agree that's a really good point just a just a quick one ben regarding uh Mollet, with that being the the league player hypothetically we see that being upgradable throughout the year as more objectives come out how, how do you see those objectives sort of going down in a similar vein where you've got to use Mollet in the life up friendlies game mode and you've got to score with him i think that will probably yeah. be the way to go I think that sounds logical because that's basically what they did last year, but I think they just did it too late in the cycle, right? So if they can bring that further forward, and to be honest, as objectives go this year, it feels like they've actually made a bit of an effort to do what people wanted. And therefore, maybe we will see the opportunity to upgrade Mollet like much earlier in the year than we saw last year. And in which case, you know, I think that is a good card. The one thing I would say, Richard, I think last year you could still complete the lower rated Politano, right? For example, yes, all, all year. Oh, yeah. So, so you could always go do it, you know, to to upgrade, right? At some point. So, I guess that that is worth considering if you're, you don't feel like you need to do them now if if you don't want to. Although, obviously, there'll be plenty of people uh, playing at the moment. That said, it's clever the way they've done it because I guess you know they'll use that same foot friendlies match type to do all the league milestone objective players. And so that will create quite a fun dynamic, I guess, in that mode where you see the various different teams from different leagues being made with the same requirements. You could start getting ahead and and building out the squads for the other leagues as uh, we're likely to see those smaller leagues particularly added into this. And actually, talking of getting prepared, obviously lockdown in the UK, of course, has probably taken effect by the time you're listening to this. And that means pubs are closed what better time to have been sponsored by Beer 52? Yes, they're giving the opportunity for our listeners to get a free crate of eight craft beers, a copy of Ferment magazine and a snack for just the cost of postage, which is $5.95. The crate is normally worth £24. It doesn't take a mat for trading or a duck to work out that that's fantastic value. So if you want that free crate of craft beers, then head over to beer52.com slash foot. So that's beer52.com slash F-U-T, where you can take advantage of that offer and get yourself some beers for lockdown. And actually, it's particularly good timing too, because Beer 52's 150,000 strong legion of members rate the beer they receive each month. And this month, the case is a collection of the highest rated beers over the last 12 months. So it's the best of the best. As I said, head over to beer52.com forward slash foot to take advantage of that. Obviously, 18 plus only and drink responsibly. Right, let's get back into the pod. At Lowe's, we know you can get the job done faster if you don't have to stop and come into the store all the time. That's why we've updated our app with your business in mind. With the app, you can build quotes, easily reorder your supplies, track orders, and much more. So you can get everything you need right away, stay on the job, finish it, and get started on the next one. Download the app today, because Lowe's knows time is money. Lowe's knows pros. So, Japes, I believe you used the 90 Rivaldo and the left mid Schweinsteiger in weekend league last weekend. I did. I used the 87 Schuker. We talked about him last time and I traded him out for the Rivaldo in my team uh, and then also brought in the 87 Schweinsteiger and Schweinsteiger is just so much fun. Like I, I really, really, really 
like that card as value for under 500k if you're doing a little bit of formation shifting to get him in as a box-to-box center mid I think he's totally worth it and like it fe- it just feels good having Bastian Schweinsteiger in your team. Maybe that's me being a, a Bayern fan, but like I, I he's just an icon that I've I've watched for years and have been a huge fan of. And his eighty seven card I feel like is just a really really nice value right now. Um, and so I'm I'm gonna have a hard time moving him out of my squad in the near future just because I get so much joy out of playing with that card and I should say that over the course of the weekend he was really good and influential as well and he scored a lot of important goals for me which is something that I wasn't you know, really expecting Mm. like he completely, completely outdid Kevin De Bruyne, who I used for the first part of the weekend as my other box to box DM and then ultimately traded out uh, Kevin De Bruyne to move Bernardo Silva back into the midfield. And Bernardo Silva is (laughs) better than Kevin De Bruyne as well in that spot. But over the of the 34 games that I've played with Schreinsteiger, I've scored 19 goals and had 20 assists, which I think is a pretty darn solid contribution from the RCM spot. What chemistry style or did you say already? Uh, I'm I've been rolling with engine yeah, on him. Sense. And what about Rivaldo then? Because obviously he was one with a two-star weak foot that people would have avoided like the plague last year. But with the changes to weak foot, I guess maybe there's a bit more viability there. Uh, yeah, he's he's a bit more viable. I Look, I just wanted to use him because I thought it would be a fun card to use. I used him on the wing. I think he scored 10 goals in 30 games, maybe had eight assists. Like He's, he's going to be out of the team in the future. He's he's not the answer. Mm-hmm. Um, but he, you know, it was fun to use him because he's an iconic player uh, with a super iconic career. And when you do hit a curler with his left foot, it feels <laughs> really good and it's really fun. But like my advertising that you should go out and pay... You know the 700 or 800k for him like take this as an absolutely not if you're trying to be efficient with your coins unless you are truly he is your favorite player of all time there are mm. a variety of better options available that makes sense. uh richard i'll hand over to you then uh, we don't get the opportunity to have you on that often so uh who's a player that sort of stood out to you more recently obviously in the in the final third um the <laughs> It sounds really, really cliche, but the team that I'm rolling with, Neymar, is outshining everybody in the team. <laughs> He's partnered with Mbappe and CR7, and just Neymar feels ultimately better than every other player that I've played with. I don't know what it's down to, but he just he seems to wriggle out of positions where other players tackle him. In terms of in the in sort of the midfield, to get my my team on full chem or to best chemistry as possible, um, I either have to play Ricardo Pereira as a right mid and then bring him into central centre mid in game because of how I play. Um, so Ricardo Pereira is very, very good as a central midfielder and I found that mm. it, it surprised me because like the first sort of 10, 15 games I was playing in this 4-3-2-1, I would just bring him off straight away and then bring either uh, Valverde, the 83, on as a central centre mid, Gino Arnaldum, um partnered alongside in from Renato and in from Bruno Fernandes. But over time, probably I just found myself forgetting to make a sub straight away. And I found myself getting on with Ricardo Pereira, just slotting into the midfield. I think because he's obviously more defensive than both Bruno and Renato, he, he was finding himself into areas where he was just able to just 
pick the pocket of a, a central attacking midfielder, win the ball back, and then just play it really simple. And yeah, I, I would urge people to have a little bit more diversity in the teams because I think fullbacks, especially, they are so uh, sort of diverse. Um, mm, yeah. I'm seeing a lot of potential Nelson Semedo inform this week. Um, so he potentially could be getting an inform, um, which would then mean you could even, I mean, a lot of people play him right back, but you could him and Kyle Walker. Um, I mean, if you really want to go full sweat, stick him at centre-back. A lot of people play full-backs <laughs> at centre-back. And yeah. it really doesn't, I don't think it hurts you that much unless you mm. you're really playing against someone who's switched on and they see you've got a fullback at centre back and they'll they'll try and get more crossed into the box and etc. But look, we we saw it at the weekend um, in, in a lot of people's weekend leagues. If you're playing against somebody who knows how to put their game plan on you, nine times out of ten, the person who's more confident in their in their game is going to win. Like it, it's going to come down to the small decisions and the small sort of moments. So just just do ideally do what like it sounds really cliche but just do do what you want to do do what's going to have fun for you like Jake's playing Bastian Schweinsteiger I've got no affiliation to Bastian Schweinsteiger so that's something that I would never really go for but I'm absolutely like if, if John Stones for example got a rule breaker this past <laughs> weekend it was coming straight into the team even if it was terrible I was bringing him into the team no matter what so I think yeah just just use what use what you want to use, really. John Stones, Barnsley legend. What a hero! I was actually going to say because uh, we mentioned this just before going on air, but Barnsley scored an absolute worldy. Well, I say Barnsley scored. What was the name, name of the player? Alex again? Alex Mowat. Alex Mowat, who who has a bit of a reputation for scoring. Oh, great goals! Right, he's a magician. Is he the kind of player that the you know the crowd chant? Oh, I'd let him shag my wife, sort of thing. <laughs> There's a funny gif actually. It's a little video, um, completely off topic. He scores a worldie and then walks towards the camera and just goes, what a goal by me. <laughs> That's great. I went to watch Barnsley once against Doncaster, Tuesday night in February, nil-nil. <laughs> Did you have- Never do it again. <laughs> what, what an experience. <laughs> and uh, the point was that Alex Wallet scored this worldie and then he did the uh foot celebration the sort of freeze turned to camera and the zoom oh. so you, you can catch that i don't think unfortunately there was a camera person who was you know zoomed in at the right moment or anything but you can see him do it on the field which is good fun and we were saying maybe a, a silver star this week um with that as a dynamic image um, he'd be you, playing more weekend league yeah, yeah. <laughs> neymar off you come more coming in yeah and uh i w- wanted to move on to something a little bit more serious, I suppose, because a lot of people have asked this over the last week or so, and that's what is the best division or rank to aim for if you're playing mainly weekend league and not playing much rivals. I guess people think, oh, maybe if I'm in a lower division, I'll get better rewards because I might be able to get a higher rank. Maybe there's an argument that you could if you're playing some games on a Thursday or Friday. Obviously, you could do that in any division. The other thing is that people in lower divisions may be playing more rivals. And if they're playing more rivals, then they're getting more points than you'd be getting during weekend league. So unless you're going to drop down really far and the rewards are probably not worth it at that point, then I don't think there is really a particularly big argument as far as rivals rewards are concerned to move down divisions. You could argue that maybe that would be good because it would be more chilled if there are division rivals objectives. But having done some digging into the required weekly score at different divisions, it doesn't really seem like there's going to be much value in doing that. 
that said, of course, one of the things to say is this does change throughout the year and people play different amounts and various other factors come into play. But Richard, you were mentioning something else actually which does factor into this a bit. I think the if you're going to play a weekend league and you're not really that bothered about your rivals, 99% sure that the live foot friendly's game mode is skill-based matchmaking off of your rivals. That is true, yeah, yeah. So... I mean, the only other thing I could think is if you if you don't if you really don't care about your rivals' rewards, presumably the lower rivals rank you are, say you did five, you're then going to get easier matchups to do your objectives in life foot friendlies. Yeah, it is meant to be pretty loose, but I guess we don't know quite how loose, right? Yeah, I mean, just from my personal experience, whenever I've played the life foot friendlies, it's usually a pretty competitive game. Um, mm. I think I'm about two thousand and fifty skill rating most of the times, like. I've got to tr- really try to get wins in the life foot friendlies objectives, whatever it is, whether it's for a player or for objective points or whatever it is. Wh- wherever I'm playing that game mode, it is pretty competitive. So, I mean, that's the only thing I would probably yeah, think. If you don't care about your rivals' rewards, that is. If you care about your rivals' rewards, just higher the better, usually. I think it's absurd to have any kind of reward system that isn't entirely meritocratic, really. I think that... If you imagined a scenario where perhaps the team that finished eighth in the championship was earning more money than the team that finished, I don't know, 14th in the Premier League, it it would all go to pop pretty quickly. So I think that the reward system needs to be looked at from top to bottom, really. Yeah, yeah. I I wouldn't deny that. I think Rivals has been in the game for a little while. So many other things have come into it. It's sort of one of those things where when you add and don't adapt and then end up adapting in a way in terms of this game cap and all that that doesn't necessarily quite fit with everything else. It probably does need looking at, but I suppose I wouldn't necessarily say the championship premiership example would necessarily work because if someone in Division 3 is grinding their heart out all week, playing their 30 games in rivals, and someone in Division 1 just isn't really trying, why should the Division 1 player necessarily get better rewards when they've not played nearly as many games and although they're a better player, it's not like they're massively, massively better probably. On any given game, I'm sure the Division 3 player could probably beat them. It can't just be about skill. There has to be some element which is based on your time commitment. And so although I get your point and I think there is definite need for some rethinking of rewards, I'm not quite sure whether it necessarily should be that high division automatically means you're getting better rewards, whatever happens. Japes, do you have anything to add on this? Yeah, I think, I think Steve, the underlying point that I think you're making is a good one is it's like currently the system in many ways incentivizes you to not do your best always, right? And I think that fundamentally is what's a little bit tricky. And, and, and this is the problem is I don't, I don't have a good solution. I don't have a good answer to that. I think rivals being a competitive game mode now is a good thing and objectives moving to friendlies is even better because it makes me actually want to try out new systems and use my main team and rivals and like have some fun in terms of like weekend league prep or warm up. I don't think I look at rivals anymore as like, uh, hey, this is a game mode that's rewarding just because the game mode is intertwined now with your weekend league games. And so the question becomes like, how can it stay relevant? as time goes on. And I don't, I don't think there's a good answer to that at this point. Yeah, no, completely. I mean, if people think they have answers, then please do send them in at footweeklypod, footweekly at mail.com and also in the pod priority questions channel in the supported Discord 
always keen to hear your thoughts even if they don't make it into the podcast i always read them always consider them and they inform the discussion we'll say our goodbyes in just a moment actually as you may have noticed we haven't covered any market related stuff that's because i'm gonna have a chat with someone with specific market expertise let's get into that now Hello and welcome to this little market segment. I'm delighted to be joined by a debutant on the podcast, Five Star, formerly known as Five Star Weakfoot. People may recognise him as Pavel Nebved on Twitter. Um, welcome to the pod. Thank you for having me. That's great to have you. Uh, I mean, the first really important question that we should ask around content is, have you done uh, the Screen Puff SBC I've I've not done that just yet. I'm afraid it, it looks fantastic. <laughs> it really does. I'll sign it up earlier, but I'm yet to get around to doing it. Yeah, a better value than a lot of those rule breaker two cards. I think we're going to get on to talking about some pretty exciting upcoming promos and events in the foot calendar in just a second. But first of all, let's look back a little bit. Those rule breakers two cards they really held very high price at the start, didn't they? They did. I mean, you look at like the Pogba that was sitting 1.4, 1.5 million. There are a lot of people trying to make coins on those. I think people actually realised some of them were not that good. It took a little while for people to like figure out like Royce, Pogba. The stats are a bit dodgy. And I think you saw that kind of correct in the market as more supply came in. So that definitely had an impact. As well, EA, classic EA, they didn't do a great job of the price ranges. So you saw most of the team was extinct early on, which wasn't ideal. So... You know, you had a lot of people just essentially buying the card, none on the market, and everyone's kind of sitting there waiting for EA to expand the price ranges. Um, obviously, they went really, really high once they updated, but then they kind of corrected downwards. And they've actually been pretty much steadily downwards since then until, um, you know, Tuesday, um, Monday evening, sorry, when they've been correcting upwards a bit. Yeah, and I wanted to ask more generally, we saw quite a dip in a lot of the cheaper meta players. And do you think that's going to sustain and they're going to continue to be fairly low and, and drop off from here i would have thought so and what would you say about the higher price players the ones that people i guess are now looking towards more and more but people who are listening may have in their squads like mbappe or maybe the slightly cheaper meta players but still expensive like kante yeah sure so i mean the mid meta eg which i call mid stuff between 30 to 100k type thing that's not doing too well as you said it's most people have already got those players in their teams. You know, they're not upgrading to them. Everyone's got fairly rich fairly quickly at the start this year because of the rivals injection. So most people have the Allens, you know, they have the Fambinos, the Havertz, all of those players are already in their teams. So you have seen a massive drop off on those. I don't see that really reversing. I think maybe in, you know, on Thursdays, they do a little bump upwards as people build teams. That was probably fine. But long term, the trajectory will just be down on cards like those. I don't see any reason for them to go up in value significantly. In terms of the high rate stuff, you'd like to think that, you know, until something comes along to replace Mbappe's gold or Neymar's gold, they'll probably hold their value fairly well. I mean, you may lose a little bit of coins holding them long term, but hey, the game's there to be played. Do you want to use those players? I think you can probably chill on them. The mid kind of Kante is probably okay. It'll probably continue to rise on Thursday and then dip off over the weekend into Monday. Problem with the markets at the moment is EA haven't really given people a lot of reason to play the game from Monday to Wednesday. And I think you've seen that in player prices. You've seen a real kind of up and down as the as the weeks go on. Yeah, that's a good point. And then in terms of your sort of out-of-packs players, I mean, 
some of them seem to do crazy well, others don't. I mean, Rashford saw a massive rise, didn't he? Uh, the inform last week, and um, obviously that Renato Sanchez is a funny one who's just continued to rise as well. Um, we've talked about it a few times on the podcast. Um, but I guess these players that are popular and, and useful that are out of packs, unless we see anything that could bring players that are viable alternatives to those cards, they're likely to maintain decent value. Yeah, you'd think so. I mean, I think the reason the outer pack stuff is kind of weird in that a lot of the kind of mid stuff that goes out of packs, if you look at something like an informed Delaney or something, everyone thought that was going to do great out of packs because, you know, it's a good meta card, lots of people want to use it. But I think you've seen a lot of people investing at that price point, which is kind of stopping it from rising a lot into rewards on Thursday as people expect it to. Whereas something like Rashford... Mm been realistic not many people have the coins to invest in a marcus rashford at 500k 600k into rewards so i think mm. you you see that effect where people are not holding that card to sell therefore it's just a bit rarer therefore it does go up uh, during rewards i think that's probably what you're seeing there yeah that makes sense and what do you think of the rule breakers and team of the week pricing right now i mean the team of the week has some pretty meta cards i guess in the lights of Valverde. And Rule Breakers obviously has some too. What, what do you think about buying these now? Is it a good time or should people be waiting to see what comes on Friday, for example? Yeah, I mean, as always, a new promo has the potential to damage a card or it could you know, help it with a solid link investment. It's really kind of hard to say. I would mm. say that generally speaking, the trend so far this year is the most recent team of the week that's gone out of packs hasn't performed that well in terms of an instant rise, purely because, like I say, mm. I think it's um, overinvestment, generally speaking. There's a chance that a Valverde will probably do fairly well um, because amazing card. And again, how many people are investing in a 250k card? I'm not sure. Joe Gomez as well, I think does really well. I think there's a really strong argument that that might do a similar to Rashford type situation. One, because of his price, mm. and you'd look at the alternatives, things like Laporte, uh, the Carl Walker in form. He's probably better than both of those, so I think that's an argument that he could rise. Yeah, and I guess the only thing that maybe we need to be thinking about is his road to the final promotion and how much impact that could have on the top-end market, as it is such a significant one in terms of bringing players that people really want to put into their teams that are really strong, or at least it was last year. Remember that the way road to the final worked is that unlike one to watch, no matter the player's performance, whether they're even in the squad, they could be injured. If the team progresses to the next stage of the European competition that they're in, then they get an upgrade and they tended to pick pretty desirable players as well. What kind of impact do you think that Road to the Final could have? We're assuming it's coming on Friday, judging by the splash screen. In terms of what it will do to the market, it's kind of mixed. You may see that kind of panic before the promo, uh, but you also may see that people are a bit braver with holding those cards going into it. Mm. I'd always say you've got a good opportunity before six o'clock on the day of promo UK time, of course, to look at picking up deals. But as always, you've got to be wary of the supply that will come in. If they drop big store packs, so you can see lots of players flowing into market, you could have a lot of deals. So it's really kind of an individual choice you have to make of what price point you're looking to kind of buy in but what we do know is once those store packs come in people convert those into actual coins the market generally tends to lift off quite quickly on the on the high-end stuff great and then looking a bit longer term and i suppose there has to be caveats around this we're likely to see icon SBCs in whatever form they take in the coming weeks 
we're also likely to see, I hear, some big player of the month SPCs quite possibly. I mean, for example, Mbappe has been touted as potential league player of the month. Is it good advice maybe to stock up on some fodder? Yeah, I think so. I mean, a lot of people are starting to look at the, the dark world of the unassigned and buying a lot of fodder. I'd probably just take the approach of pick up one of the lowest of each rating, put them in the club, stock them away. Prices are now pretty appealing. You're not really going to lose anything on them. So if you have the coin spare, there's kind of, you can't really go that wrong. But yeah, we do have a lot of potential on the horizon. And once fodder goes up, it's probably not coming down for a little while once we've got those icon SPCs. So maybe good opportunity. Great. And then final quick thing, is there anything more briefly that you would like to point to as a good method for people who might want to uh, have a little more active trade? Because I think you might be able to speak to this, but this year has been a better year for people who are wanting to be active in their trading and make shorter term moves than maybe longer term investing. Yeah, totally. I mean, investing has been difficult this year, really difficult. I've not made many coins from big investments compared to last year. Most of the stuff, like you say, is active trading. I'd always say, look at what your budget is. Be realistic about what you can actually trade with. If you've got 200k, don't look at 100k cards. You want to be looking probably at 5k cards, something like that. Fill your trade pile. That's huge. Be wary of supply. And by supply, I mean anytime packs get opened and new cards put into the market. And chem styles, honestly, they're huge. People love them. Look for cards at the minimum price. Shadows, Hunters, Anchors, Hawks, all of the above. Just try and get as many cards of meta stuff that people are going to and actually use on your trade pile. Keep listing every hour. You'll be amazed how many things sell. And keep steady income. It all adds up. Nice. Like it. That was uh, beautifully concise, um, which is rare on this podcast, it has to be said. Uh, <laughs> thanks very much, uh, Five Star, for uh, making a guest appearance on the podcast. Where can people find your excellent trading wisdom? Sure. Well, I'm only in two places. That's Twitter and Twitch. Both are Five Star Foot. Nice. And when might you be streaming if people want to catch you? So at the moment, it's pretty ad hoc, but it's usually in the evening, kind of six o'clock, seven o'clock. I try and do it three or four times a week. Um, Follow my Twitter and I'll tweet it out. Great. And of course, follow me on Twitch and then I'll get an email. Fantastic. Absolutely. Catch you later. Thanks very much. Cheers for having me. Big thanks again to Five Star for that market segment. And let's jump into the main pod again to say our goodbyes and also say, of course, we'll catch Richard Japes and Steve on the gameplay podcast that supporter exclusive on the patron feed this week and so richard thank you very much for joining us great to have you back where can people find you twitter.com forward slash r buckley 98 or on facebook live streaming fb.gg forward slash r buckley 98 and also did you ever think that people would be able to get themselves packs by watching you because that's he's pretty crazy it's yeah. weird, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, how does that? Do you want to quickly explain? Because people can get packs as viewership rewards for watching on Twitch, right? So, um, so it's changed this year. It's the Global Series tokens now. So there's going to be events all year long. Um, if you go on, if you're on FIFA right now, and you go to, I think it's SBCs, and then scroll to swaps or whatever it is. If you earn five, I believe, you can claim a 100k pack. Basically, to earn a token, you have to watch one hour of 
the event. So, for example, there was the FIFA 21 challenge last week. If you watched one hour of that event, you got one token. It will appear in your account after seven, uh, within seven days of the event taking place. And um, yeah, there's going to be events all year long. I think the next event's coming up beginning of December. I want to say. And um, yeah, you can watch my face commentating and uh, mm-hmm. earn your way towards a hundred k pack. Beautiful, and, and they have to put exclamation mark rewards in the chat. I think as well. That's right. <laughs> uh, and GG and uh, yeah. Kurt. The yeah. Cool. All right, Richard. Uh, great to have you on. Uh, we we'll look forward to hearing your uh, thoughts on the gameplay pod too. Japes, um, where can people find uh, those elite streams? Yeah, the elite streams. Uh, Twitch.tv slash FIFA. I always stream Saturday morning. That's US time. It's, I believe, around 3 p.m. UK usually. And I'm starting to get Sunday streams going as well. So about the same time. So catch me on the weekend. Uh, Twitch.tv slash FIFA. You can tweet me always at AirJapes on Twitter. And then, of course, if you want uh, more detailed stuff, I release a YouTube video uh, probably once every two weeks now. Maybe once a week if I can really get myself going. That's YouTube.com. And then, Steve, uh, you've got some interesting Bielsa tactics you've been working on, which you're going to share a bit of information about on the uh, gameplay pod, I'm sure. But they're also over in your new coaching patron, which people can join up, support you and also get plenty of uh, very unique content in there and coaching sessions as well. They can indeed. Yeah. Bielsa ball has been driving me absolutely nuts for the last three or four days trying to <laughs> trying to get it to actually work in, in foot. Um, I got right to the point of actually quitting on it and I, I kind of worded in my head what I was going to tell disappointed Patreon <laughs> subscribers and then uh, all of a sudden inspiration struck and it started to tick. So, yeah, we, we've got something going there that, that's pretty good. It's, it's had good reviews from the guys that have been using it, been having a lot of fun with it, which is it's a really overlooked aspect of FIFA. People tend to take it far too seriously. So people are getting good results, enjoying the game. Everybody's a winner there. And people can check out the Patreon by going to patreon.com forward slash foot academy. And if you want to give me a follow on Twitter, that's at the foot coach. Thanks, Steve. And of course, if you would like to get involved in that 12,000 FIFA point giveaway for reaching 500 patrons, then do become a supporter for just £3 a month, get double the amount of bonus podcast content, keep the pod going, and you can do that over at bit.ly slash 21podpoints2. So that's so that's bit.ly slash 21podpoints2. You can also just search Foot Weekly Patron. Apart from that, a huge thanks to all you supporters for making these pods possible. Really wouldn't be possible without your support. And a huge thanks to those icon patrons. Dave B, DJ FIFA player, Coach Vass, Hugh J, Thomas, Alan G, Hunter B, Alistair, Martin M, Matt L, Liam B, Harry P, Sam B, Adam G, Neil P, David S, Robbie S, Andrew C, Tom B, Jordan, Paul S, Yannick H, Stephen F, Eric T, Dominic G, Christopher R, Damon H, Jonathan P, Elliot M, Lee A, Paul, Johan P, Dominic, Rob P, Michael, Sila P, James P, Mikael L, Nishant, Dodgy Aussie, Anthony R, Also Ran, Jeff B, Stephen M, Roger D, Dan W, Bronco, Matt H, Alan M, and Savage P. At Lowe's, we know you can get the job done faster if you don't have to stop and come into the store all the time. That's why we've updated our app with your business in mind. 
With the app, you can build quotes, easily reorder your supplies, track orders, and much more. So you can get everything you need right away, stay on the job, finish it, and get started on the next one. Download the app today, because Lowe's knows time is money. Lowe's knows pros. Before I leave you, I just wanted to say that, well, FIFA's a bit like life, really. It has its many ups and its many downs. And if you are having a few more downs than ups in real life in these more difficult times, then please don't feel that you're alone or need to struggle on without taking action. If you go to thecalmzone.net, there's loads of resources, advice and support, or even just a chat available to anyone who needs it. If it sounds like it could help you, then head over to thecalmzone.net. And for now, I'll catch you next time. At Lowe's, we know you can get the job done faster if you don't have to stop and come into the store all the time. That's why we've updated our app with your business in mind. With the app, you can build quotes, easily reorder your supplies, track orders, and much more. So you can get everything you need right away, stay on the job, finish it, and get started on the next one. Download the app today, because Lowe's knows time is money. Lowe's knows pros. Podcast Network. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, Lil. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.